electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber along with Jim Cramer. Carl has the morning off. Let's give you a look at futures as we get ready to start trading. First trading day of the week, but it's Tuesday. Got to keep remembering that. Tuesday. Uh, Here's our roadmap. It does start with the probability of a recession. Goldman Sachs, well, it's raising the odds of one. But, of course, one big question. Has Fox already priced that in? Plus, prices at the pump continuing to surge as the president eyes a temporary halt in the federal gas tax. And Kellogg says we're going to split into three independent companies, the old shrink-to-grow playbook. We'll give you the details. I kind of liked it. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Well, everyone's fed up. Everyone's fed up with this market to begin with. Well, can I start with this? We're going to begin with the markets poised for a strong open after the worst week for the S&P in more than two years. There, I read it. Now you can there. say whatever you want. We're down. We've lost two, $2 trillion in market cap. Yes. And it's starting to dawn on some of these strategists that maybe it's time to cut the S&P target to 3,000. <laughs> and the most bullish one now by default is Mike Wilson. Because he's Mike said, Wilson, Mike the guy Wilson, who's gotten it all right the fire by the coalition, which was, by the way, Nixon on how he was going to win the South and the North. And what I find amazing, David, is that there's suddenly this realization that we're in a bear market and things are quite bad. In the meantime, you and I know almost every stock has been clocked, except for, say, Exxon. That's more or less true. Right. Um, there's a look at what the Dow's done. Again, I don't care about the Dow. I think they do this to just well, antagonize me. Why don't me. we? I they think we should actually do the Russell. Thank you. Why don't we do the Russell? There's the market. That, all right, the S&P's good. Yeah, uh, but I'm just or the Nasdaq. I'm just saying that the destruction Ooh. is so palpable, but people are just beginning to recognize we got to cut our price targets. Like, let's cut our price. Let's downgrade Adobe by the whole. Maybe you know, Morgan Stanley did that. Would you know how many more of these we have to have? There's so many buy to hold downgrades, but that's how you bought it. Is uh, do you get getting rid of your CEO another way you bought them? Well, did you listen to that last conference call, Dan Springer? On Do- DocuSign? It was one I of those. I do like, recall you it was a jailbreak. It. it was a jailbreak. It was one of those like, Dan, why? <laughs> it's really, I shouldn't laugh. People lost a job. But it was like, Dan, why are you losing all these salespeople? What's the story? I like these. I like our, our charts, Jim, because we've been doing this, showing the way up to. We, we, we only show the way down. We got to show the full climbing of the mountain okay, I'll, and I'll then descending that. of the mountain. Okay. Oh, uh, my. Well, now can we show well, the climb? There that, we go. Look don't at you, that. Don't you think it, that insight before people mourn that Dan's leaving? Yeah. There was rebellion of the ranks, and Dan was very defensive. Ah, there's the full mountain. Well, now's the time. If you're going to get rid of him, wait till it comes all the way down. It doesn't have hey, a K2 think, look to it. It's more it, like uh, no, no, it has no it's K2. More like the Adirondacks. It, yeah, it's not more. Maybe so. even maybe the Catskills. You know that big that. And, you know, that switch back right there. Yeah. Uh, okay, but David, let's go over this. DocuSign. Tell me. All right. Well, that was a unique pandemic. Yes. Right? A la Zoom. Yes. A la, a la Peloton. Peloton. 
So is it Dan's fault? I mean, if you were a salesperson and perhaps you had stock options, well, you would want to leave. But it was very clear that there was no, it's, there it, was a groundswell against Dan internally, right. which was found you, out by you the had, actual you know, And by the way, if you wanted, to, if you were really smart, and you said, you know what, I'm completely overvalued, and everybody's getting crazy, and I you try to sell yourself, all your shareholders would be like, how could you possibly consider selling yourself at a period like this? Right. Well, I mean, I do think that when we see companies that need to be on the prowl to buy someone, I mean, DocuSign is a great company. And now you're well, buying. Well, now, right. I'm saying if you were really smart, you might have tried to sell it off of Well, I mean, know, like Zoom. Two, two Should 40, Zoom have sold? I don't know. I don't know who would have bought it. I don't know either. Nobody. I mean, it was the multiples were simply way too high for any real company right, to have right. bought them. Okay, Not so, that they okay, aren't real, right. would you but buy, you would have crushed your would, own multiple. Would you buy DocuSign? Would you buy Zoom? Is there a thesis? Now? Is there a thesis? I think what? there might be, don't you? I think the thesis is this. They've come down. They still have a lot of cash. Why can't they reinvent themselves? They still have, well, they still have businesses. It's not as though they're business. I agree with you. It's just that I think that they are all shocked. These guys are all shocked. Like Zoom, it's time for Zoom to make a move. But David, they made that move and it failed. Remember? Right. Yes. Five nine. So it's almost like, okay, we did that, that failed. DocuSign needs to merge with someone, I don't know, someone who's involved with the process. Right. I don't know, Avery Dennison. I don't know. Right. You know, you're the M&A guy. I am. Maybe they, should buy, the, maybe they should buy the plant-based part of the Kellogg. longest-serving M&A guy, um, even though I'm no longer doing it as much. But, yeah, I, listen. Um, you were the Kellogg. Oh, I'm sorry. That was, that was so mean. That was so right, low. How about the demo tomorrow? You are. That, you are. People that, that don't know, bad. man. I am. You bring a gun to a knife fight. Nah, yeah. I should shoot myself if you're saying that. No, no. I was going to you know, promote your... Well, oh, we're going to do that. So I felt we're like gonna, I should temper it. We're going to start actually playing real parts of the documentary because we're ready to roll tomorrow night. But before we do that, take a listen to Dan Springer from June 10th. This is it. This is what I wanted June people to 10th. listen to. This Holy cow, how did we is, get that? This is what we the DocuSign so CEO told uh, TechCheck. You'll love this. I don't think we've ever had uh, a phenomenon where we became you know, drunken sailors and weren't, weren't spending the the firm's resources well. I do think we probably got to a place with our customers where we allowed them to sort of aggressively purchase, you know, ahead of their demand as they saw the possibilities and the promise of digital transformation. Perhaps we could have sort of slowed that a little bit to even it out. Maggie Wilderotter taking over as the interim CEO. She had been chair or is chair of that company's board. She's a longtime yeah. CEO at any number of different companies through the years. We know her well here at CNBC. Well, good luck. I mean, Patrick Wall, Wall Ravens, JMP Securities, and the conference call said, if I may, I'll do one for each of you. When you go, Dan, why are so many of the reps quit? I mean, you typically don't get that unless it's so obvious that things are just falling apart. But, Jim, you got to a larger point, which is, all right, this stock is down 77% in the last year. Right. Well, they spent like trucking We sailors. talked about, by the way, it's not just that names that benefited enormously from the early days of the pandemic. But and they so had business. it all. It's so many other high multiple tech companies um, that have suffered significant declines in their stock prices, which gets to this larger question. What's the business? What's the earnings power of that business, particularly potentially heading into a recession? And what should we pay for it? Well, Dan, I mean, you know, Adobe's moving into that business. A lot of companies are moving in that business. Like Zoom's got problems, obviously Teams and WebEx. I don't know what to pay for them unless you want to make a better suite. You can make a suite of products. Now, I had Dan on multiple times. Uh, Dan put together an amazing business. 
All right, we all switched to DocuSign. We haven't really switched back to having big meetings with lawyers, but it's very hard to figure out why some company doesn't come in and buy DocuSign now as part of a suite. Mm-hmm. Who would that be? Well, start, well, you have, you know, like rooms. Mark Benioff only buys companies with growth. Right. That uh, Salesforce CEO. You'd have to find someone who needs to be able to say, you know what, there's great synergy. We're going to fire all these salespeople and we're going to put that in. And that, so therefore you have to find someone who's tough enough to fire, I don't know, 80% of the people. It's an interesting idea. It is. Not what, you know, you have to be like Scrooge. But maybe it's Scrooge McDuck. All right. More powerful figures than the work. Scrooge the Duck? Scrooge the Duck. Um, I don't know where to go with that, so I'm going to move on. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, thank you so, for the advice there. I no appreciate problem. it. Um, can we talk about, I don't know, you want to talk about Bitcoin? You want to talk about crypto? Sure, you want to talk about I whether mean, that's going to have any impact on the broader well, market okay, so or whether it it's its own to, It falls to 17,000 on Saturday, right? It falls to 17,000. And you would say, well, wait a second, that's pretty major. Then you wake up, it's back to 23,000. David, I know that this is um, a, a volatile security. Well, I don't even know if it's a security. No, it's, it's not currency, a security. It's currency. And you can therefore put uh, you know, 10% down and get it. Yes. Uh, but David, it, does, it is beginning to feel kind of like a joke that you and I aren't in on. How could something fall to 17,000 on a Saturday, bounce back? What did like... Several people come in and just decide it's thinly traded. Let's take it back. And then uh, Block, Block Fee gets a $250,000 commitment this morning. $250 million. $250 million. Yes. Well, then they had to send me back $250,000. I'm sorry. Yes. And that's what by that figure was on my mind. Uh, but I just feel, I look at these things and I say, okay, let's say, David, that let's stick with the Exxon metaphor. Okay. Let's say Exxon fell to 79 over the weekend, then it came back to 84, Okay. Well, did it really trade at 79? I don't know. I know. Well, the answer is it doesn't matter. No. Like, I've been working on Metaverse, and I read a piece this weekend which just said it's really about NFTs. I saw that as well. And I'm like, no, that's just not true. It's not about NFTs. NFTs were something that came up. They were like the spinoff of tulips. Mm-hmm. Now, there are enough people who still believe in Bitcoin that they can come on here. They get very angry about tools. Well, there are a lot of people who believe that longer term, digital currencies, NFTs, the underlying technology will absolutely be of great use. Well, and already I, is to a certain extent. Why not extent. use blockchain we'll to be able to make it so that, Tokenizing so that many stocks different settle. things. Blockchain to have it so stocks settle the next yeah. day. Or the same day. Yeah. Why not do that? And then you wouldn't have margin calls the way they are. I think that there's a lot. We're looking at these things too uncreatively. What does that mean? Well, I mean, if you went, if I were to call Jamie Dimon right now, he wouldn't take my call. All right, so then instead I'll call David Solomon. Hey, Cole. And, and I would say. Jamie won't take your call either? I yeah. used to be. Yeah, used to be. I lost that. To. I lost it too. Got but let's say David yeah. Solomon, you say, okay, look, I, you know, I want to tra- trade this Bitcoin. He'll yeah. say, look, I'll. Why don't we do this? Right. Why don't you trade stocks or an ETF? Because they're doing it. You know, there's an ETF that's going in against Bitcoin. Why don't you trade stocks and we'll give you uh, next, we'll do next day or same day because of blockchain. Isn't that what you really want? You want activity? That's a good use case. It's a good use case. But right. there are a lot of people who believe NFTs, token, to, 
tokenization, so to speak, for lack of a better term, is going to, is without a well, doubt going to be very uh, widespread. But then the New York Times this weekend finally acknowledges that Tether is the weak link. Anything of value, you're going to be able to, in some way, not securitize, but create a market for So what's your point? I don't have a point. Better than nothing. It's, yeah. it's a show about nothing. I just think that we have to stay critical because something that goes from 23 to 17,000 and then comes back to 23, I question whether that makes any sense. There are a lot of key levels in there. There are a lot of key levels in there. It's all about levels. Going, if you go Fibonacci me, I'm done today. No, I, don't, I, don't, I won't do Fibonacci. I'm doing Seinfeld. Levels. All right, coming up, President Biden considering a gasoline tax holiday. That is, we get closer, of course, to a lot that, of travel that will take that place on the 4th of, the, of July. The dock? It is. The dock? Biden's afraid of the dock. And um, speaking of energy, we will bring you highlights from my documentary, our documentary, really. Incredible team, of course. Uh, I had nothing uh, to do with it. No, you had nothing to do with Why it. Why is it but our? My amazing producers, editors, cameramen, they had a lot to do with it. 8 p.m. tomorrow. Take a look at Futures, by the way get started with trading here in 17 minutes. We are looking for a higher open. More Squawk on the Street straight ahead. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shehi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Surging gasoline prices continue to be, of course, a focus. President Biden saying he's considering a national gas tax holiday. This in an effort to lower prices at the pump. Uh, of course, tens of millions of Americans expected to hit the road. July 4th is coming. Suspending that federal gas tax, by the way, is, which is currently uh, 18.4 cents, would require congressional action. Oh. Unclear whether he's even going to do it, but then you need Congress to approve it. Well, David, I have to tell you that um, and apropos of your documentary, you know that uh, Secretary Granholm is going to sit down with the big refining and oil companies, hoping to come up with some sort of compromise. Yeah. And uh, my prediction is no chance whatsoever that even though that the oil companies are never acknowledged for what they've done, which has become much more green, in, they're always considered to be near to wells because they're not using the leases that they bought. Uh, and they're not pumping enough, when in reality, you know, it's the refining level that's causing the problem. Yeah, and your buddy Rusty Brazil wrote a recent note about that. You were nice enough to send that to me. 
talking about meeting in the middle, but really right. refining capacity is what we need to be talking about here. Now, the president did send a letter to the oil companies about refining. Yes. Um, but the billions that are needed to build refining capacity, and you're doing it with the idea of a re- expected return over a 10, 12, Well, that's why Lion Dell's trying to sell a refinery. In part because 10 or 15 years from now, we're not going to be selling gasoline. No, we're going to be electric. Yes. So that's why you can't tell these companies, please go flat out, but we're also going to wipe you out. Right. There's an inconsistency. But what do you do if the market is moving that way? Does the government have bridge. to provide that bridge? The government you, have you, to subsidize? I think it does. But, you know, the government does not want to subsidize uh, companies that are making more money than God. Well, I mean, Exxon, 23 bill last year. Oh, who knows what the number will be this year? A lot more than 23 billion. Well, okay, but if you want to, if you want to make them pump more, you have to have more pipe. So it gets where it has to go. And, and you have to have people willing to put a refinery in their backyard, which, which is, that's I tell you, key. I would prefer not. I know. And listen, Exxon is pumping more. It's a good way to transition. They're the only one that's adding. They're adding a lot. I mean, in the Permian, I watched it. I saw how many wells they'll be adding. In Guyana, same. Um, but all of this taking place in the backdrop of what we were discussing every day not that long ago before gas prices became the story, which is... How much are you going to reduce your carbon footprint? Right. Are your shareholders willing to pay no. for that investment? No, they want the dividend. And they want the dividend. Uh, well, Jim, David, I'd, love you to, I'd love you to listen to a quick excerpt well, from you, the documentary just, uh, on yes, that subject. You, do people know that Exxon is also one of the biggest refiners, one of the biggest chemical companies? They will. Okay, good. But I'm glad you mentioned it because we do get into chemicals in particular. It's one of the largest chemical companies in the world. And refining, obviously, it's one of the largest in our country. Well, do we have um, a clip? I would love to see do, a clip. We and, do, and it's interesting because this is the bigger issue, not about gas prices today, but about are you making the necessary investments to reduce your carbon footprint and position the company properly for the future that we all know is coming, regardless of how fast we think it is. We'll start off with a big back and forth between myself and Jeff Ubbin, who is, of course, a member of Exxon's board. Take a listen. What would change the conversation that you're having with those shareholders? Maralaga goes underwater. Palm Beach is gone. I mean, I, I'm, 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 not, I'm serious. These guys need to be punched in the face. This is, these are money guys. They're, you know, they have... All right, you're not making me feel optimistic, though. No, no. no. You've got to find the, the angle of attack, so to speak, that gives you an advantage that allows you to generate a return while meeting these other objectives. That's been the journey we've been on. That's been the work that I've done for the five years here in reshaping the organization, because I recognize I got to do both. I don't have the luxury of picking this or that. Interesting, right? He sure didn't get in this to do what he's doing. I think that's important to recognize that he went in as an oil person, right? And now he's a person who's trying to figure out how to make it so the environment is balanced. Dan Woods is an engineer, though. And, you know, I mean, they all are at Exxon. You give them a problem, they will immediately try to figure out how to solve it in the most logical sequence. Now, you were down there. This man seems a lot less wooden candily than the man who sits between the two little trees or potted plants and answers our questions. I, I think this Darren Woods is much more personable and therefore uh, less rigid. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot from Mr. Woods during the course of the documentary tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. 
um, as we really do get into a lot of questions and his answers about what, okay. what they're doing. Okay. And obviously Why we have the critics of the company. Because they are making a real effort to be a lot more transparent. But if transparent. they were really um, the evil empire, they would never let you in. I think that's a good point. I'll let you say that. I won't. No, I thought from the beginning that it shocked me. Given the fact that I thought they were somewhat embarrassed by the proxy, I thought the last thing they would do is have you in. But these are new people. Mike Worth would have you in from Chevron. They want you to see how much progress they're making versus how they're being penalized by the, well, how the government feels that they're bad actors. Well, that goes back to the larger question of whether they are seen as a trusted partner. Um, something else that we get into uh, in the dock. All right, coming up, get ready. You got to get ready for your mad dash. That's coming up next. Let's count you down to an opening bell as well. Less than uh, nine minutes away. We are looking for a higher open. Stay with us on Squawk in the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Let's do a mad dash, and then we'll uh, have an opening bell in three minutes. You love talking housing in the mad yes. dash. Now, this is really at the crux of what we're dealing with. Lenar, a great home builder, Stuart Miller will be on at 10, reports unbelievable numbers. They orders up big, and they see backlog up 16. They beat the numbers. Huge number beat. Now, David, they also say, while our second quarter results demonstrate strength and excellent performance throughout the quarter, okay, pretty good, the weight of a rapid doubling of interest rates over six months, together with accelerated price appreciation, began to drive buyers in many markets to pause and reconsider. Now, if you're Jay Powell, you're saying, okay, box checked. I got that industry to slow down. Now we're going to see price depreciation. As we no longer get multiple bidders, he does need to see rents down. But this is, this is an example of what Jay Powell wanted. So he doesn't want to destroy Lenar. He just wants it to slow down. And I thought this was very significant. I want to hear the comms call, and I want to hear Diana Olg has him on. Yes, he'll be joining uh, us later he, in the program. He's been, uh, when he has a slowdown, he talks about it. Now, if you look at the stock, the stock, this is where you have the tough time. The stock is totally reflected the slowdown. So is it really revelatory? Well, tomorrow, a lot of guys have to downgrade. So if you look at this, they'll downgrade or they cut the price target from... 100 to uh, 72. But I've been listening. You've talked about toll and the same mad dash in well, previous ones. And you've yes. also seemed to like it. You're kind of questioning how much further well, down it can go. Both of these are not supposed to bottom here. The textbook says they can't bottom until everybody goes to 
to hold or sell. But I thought it was interesting that there are no not until rates stop no going up. Toll. Is that they're not connected to just you know? Well, I mean, are by we the way, in, larger question: Can the market even bottom how while far, rates are well, moving? Up? How far are we in the rate cycle? Are we closer to the end than we think? I'm trying to figure out, first of all, I come in and the market's a big. That seems chimerical. There's no reason for that. It can go up sometimes. Right. Well, no, but there's no reason. Usually like a reason. But I, I'm just looking at a toll and saying, does it really go to 25? Where you would think that that's where people want it. After the fact that it's a $5 billion company, it used to be seven, they bought back a huge amount of stock. They've got a great business and they, they had higher rates. So you get price appreciation. <laughs> But not horrible, because their homes are $900,000, and they got 30% cash buyers. There's so much money around, David, that there has to be some serious losses taken by somebody. Yeah. All right, applause building here. We're going to get an opening bell in three, two, one. Take a look at the real-time exchange. Here's the big board, by the way. Helicopter company Bristow provides offshore oil and gas transportation. Pretty sure I was on one of their helicopters when well, I went to Guyana. You were not on one for your... I, uh, I was on their, one of their helicopters when we went to uh, that rig 120 miles in the North Atlantic. Um, they are celebrating, by the way, their merger with ERA Group. Over at the NASDAQ, Pennant, a provider of health uh, or home health and senior living services. That was All right, you just said you kind of indicated you're almost surprised that we're having this kind of a rally because you said there's well, no reason they cannot, for Well, it. they just tend not to. I want people to uh, be careful because there tends not to be any reason for this rally. It's not like How about the reason being that we went down so much last, well, last know, week? Okay, so what, what? What goes down must go up? I mean, well, I'm just saying that there are a lot of people who are saying, okay, why is it up? And the answer is there's nothing in particular other than the fact we had the worst week last week. So you can let it run. But maybe you already have to reposition. I, I think you let it run. But I just don't think it... I'd like the reason to be apparent eventually. Right. There's no, it's hard to come up with a reason. I'm not going to make up one. No. No. Okay. No. I mean, look, we did. We saw. Uh, we saw some MNA activity. Uh, Mondelez bought Cliff. By the way, that's a great little. I mean, little. Two point nine billion. He paid a lot. A lot of people feel it was. I love the story where he could have sold it. The guy who came up with this for a hundred million bucks to Quaker Oats twenty years ago, and instead stuck with it. He labored. What's it? Uh, Two point nine billion. Well, that gets them in the game against uh, what kind bars, right? Or well, yeah, he paid a lot of money. Uh, Mondelez, Mondelez. Dirk, Dirk Vanderput. Yeah, Dirk Vanderput, who I like very much, but he paid a lot of money. There's no doubt about he paid that. Paid a very large 3. number. Three point six times revenues, David. That's very expensive. That is uh, quite a multiple to pay three point six years worth of revenues for uh, for nine percent Kager. I don't think that's that good a deal. But he's got I, he's got how to have it. He has to have it. Have. And I think that he's a very good CEO. You're going to be a very, leader in that. snacks. Look at that. He's done quite a good job. Yes. He's personable. When I introduced him to my wife. you got to have cliffs. I introduced him to my wife. And my wife said, wow, doesn't act like a CEO. I said, well, he's a person. CEOs are people, too. Most of them are overpaid CEOs people. CEOs are people, too. Most of them are well overpaid, but they are people. Well, there, there's a lot of people. And who by are the way, what? they're just like you and me. They have no idea what they're doing most of the time. That has been after 35 the, years of studying of business. That's what I can tell you. They they just they they make a good guess and they're like, we're going this way. Well, I mean, Mondelez overpaid and the stock's up. So does that mean that Mondelez didn't overpay? 
But Let's they, move but on. He, Can we move on to Kellogg? It's a good segue to Kellogg. I think that's a fantastic. I think that yeah. works. Snacking to snacking, Kellogg. Oh, hold on. You're just trying to work in Tony the Tiger. Remember the two of what? One's in the tank and one's in the uh, one's on box, the cereal box. Right? Yes. Got a tiger You just in will tank. do anything to work in the dock. I did not have anything to do with the dock. Kellogg okay. is. Uh, separating to three companies. CEO joined us uh, on CNBC earlier. I thought he was very good. Do we have on, any uh, tape? Box. Um, no. Let me give you some numbers before we get to listen to him okay. and explain it. Snacking, global snacking, revenues $11.4 billion, estimated EBITDA $2 billion, roughly 60% global snacks. Pringles, Cheez-Its, Pop-Tarts. I still pass that newsstand wow, by man, the subway just, and I'll still pick up a pack of Pop-Tarts. That's just right to plan a fitness Rice Krispie Treats, Nutri-Grain. Lots of really great stuff. Very good for you. Yeah. Um, Pringles, remember. Noodles. Eggos. Eggos, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then North American Cereal is going to become its own company. $2.4 billion in revenues, about $250 million in EBITDA. Obviously not really growing uh, very quickly. And then they're going to have a plant-based company as well, Plant Co., doesn't have an EBITDA, but it's got a decent amount of revenue. Well, I mean, the, the plant, Morningstar Farms. So, David, people are going to say. Play plant-based can, foods. Will that be an acquirer, or can that be acquired? Right, and that's a great question. How long? Yep. Because that people want plant-based. Yes. And that may bulk up a plant-based company. It may very well. Uh, or, and cool. the, the snack See, company I'm can not buy clear why The timing now, I mean... I don't because know Because they're why. fed up. They had a really good quarter. Yeah. The, the stock was up 5% for the year. David, like right. many managers, they're fed up with the bear market, and they're taking matters into their own hands. Well, let's, let's listen to uh, the CEO explain again why now is the right time for this split. Right now is, I think, the opportune time to do this. We are coming from a position of real strength and great momentum. We have completely turned the business around from a top line and a bottom line perspective. And we see the next step in unlocking our full potential in unleashing three new companies. All right, they're unleashing three new companies. By the way, it's gonna take a while for them to be unleashed. 18 months. Well, that's I mean, when he spins. I mean, we've got J&J, GE. We can right. still sit here a year from now talking about these things. Well, they take think, forever. Okay, so David, why is that? Explain to people why they take so no, it long. Takes, you've got to set up capital structures for all of them. Typically, you need shareholder votes. You need regulatory reviews. You just need a lot of different things, uh, regulatory being the least of it. But really, um, the capital structure, the management, it just takes a long time. Well, management, by the way, took that strike and uh, got a good contract for the workers back uh, in 2021. Right. Quarter. Now, David, uh, here's what I don't get. Why would you ever want a plant-based company that doesn't really have, that's almost like SPAC-like? Small and losing yeah. money. Right. So what's the, I mean, it's just like... I want the good part of Kellogg, the part that's because you're going to have a certain there's going to be a certain segment that that appeals to your ESG focused funds. Perhaps will find that as a name that they can well, invest that's, that's in. That's where I was going. By claim the way. a little green because um, I, I remember we're all. And by the way, it isn't a growing market. You do know. That. Yeah, but but you know this is part of the ESG craze, and you know, people are desperate to find pure ESG, and Kellogg is creating it. And I think if you're PepsiCo. You might say, you know what? This bulks up my ESG and makes me put may, maybe puts me in a higher part of the uh, of the pantheon of ESG. Yep. Remember, Goldman's under fire for what's really ESG. You got Scope and One, Scope Two's. They're very. We should be staying on this story 
yes. David, because eventually either we're going to find that ESG is going to be regulated by the government or, I mean, they want, they certainly want visibility, or it's phony. Well, I think it's a little both. You do? Yeah. I think, there's, I think it's real in some ways, and I also think it's a marketing opportunity for a lot of these funds, and it's nonsense. Yeah. Wow. Both. Wow. Okay. Having watched it and tried to really understand exactly what's going on. No, do you think that the yeah. really bad... I know that doesn't help. How about, like, like Chris, part is how real, about Krispy Kreme merging with the snack? You know, just, why? Why not? You know, it's... I mean, if you start your day with Pringles, Cheez-Its, Pop-Tarts, and Rice Krispie treats, I think you're in good shape. We had uh, a lot of uh, cheese balls to speak of. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> and we always felt that it was... A lot of cheese balls? Yeah, we just thought it was really good for us. It was. It's delicious. By the yeah, way, this is reminiscent. Keep and I think it worked. Remember when Kraft split up? Well, obviously, the Kraft part hasn't done that well, but the Mondelez part's done very well. The best Remember, they were all together. The best one company split up was? They bought Cadbury. Philip yeah. Morris. Right? When it owned, it owned Kraft. Yeah, it owned Kraft. David, tell me that when you were poor like I was and you were growing up, you got those little slices, and your mom didn't buy the ones that had plastic in between them. Those were too expensive. Uh, yes. As she, as, she, as she, by the way, uh, watered down the Welches you could, and talked about the Welch family as being somehow, like, bad. Uh, listen, for me, and I've then told David, you many times when David, I grew when up the sales on. weren't there, yeah. tang. Tang. It was, for it, me which it was, was good because it was astronauts. For me, it was Hawaiian punch. I'm convinced it stunted my growth. Tang was incredible. You could taste it. Can we move gritty. on to Twitter? Because what's a day without mentioning Hold Twitter? Hold it. Yeah, why well, did... And then I JetBlue. We got a few things to hit here. Oh, yeah. How about the phony airline no, acquisition? No, no. Wait, wait. I want to stay with Twitter. I can't... Okay. Oh, my God. Getting you to focus. Well, he's just... He, this is the warm and friendly... Um, he Eli. had this um, interview that he did. I'm just looking for the transcript here. Of course, I'm not finding it. He did an interview. Uh, that is uh, Elon Musk, of course. And talked about Twitter. Talked about the deal. Um, but sort of talked about things he's concerned about and Maybe he like lumped in earnings. he lumped in not just the worry about the fake accounts and the bots but he lumped in the financing as sort of areas the, the of concern equity bucket why is people can i never that? find what i need why uh, i don't know oh because i stuck it in this my twitter file here it is take a listen because he does talk about um things that are still awaiting resolution there are still um, a few unresolved matters. Uh, you've, you've probably read about the, the question as to whether the number of um, fake and spam users on the system is less than 5% as Twitter claims, um, which I think is probably not most people's experience uh, on when using Twitter. Um, so we're still awaiting resolution on that matter. Um, and that, that is uh, a very significant matter. Um, so. Uh, we're, we're awaiting resolution on that. Um, and then, of course, uh, there is the question of uh, will the, uh, the debt portion of the uh, round uh, come together and then will the shareholders vote in favor? So I think those are the three things that um, uh, stand in the, uh, you know, that need to be resolved before uh, the transaction can complete. Will the debt portion of the deal come together? The way he threw that in there, because as I pointed out, that is his one true out. If Morgan Stanley is the lead there, and by the way, there are many banks participating, somehow we're to say, nah, we we are not funding, then he only has to pay his billion-dollar reverse termination fee, and he's out. Otherwise, he's got specific specific performance on his equity. If the debt is there, as you would expect it should be, even in markets where financing's become a little more difficult, um, they're going to end up in court. 
Twitter obviously just waiting to see. Uh, they filed their proxy. We don't have a date yet on the shareholder vote. Well, David, the um, stock and reflects. And or if you get a price cut. The stock reflects would be that before this that deal, deal is not going to happen. Right. Correct? Yes. And yet, or not was, at that price anyway. Right. He was very not sure last week when he addressed the company. He clearly wants to run the company. He just doesn't want to have to buy the company. Or he doesn't want to have to pay fifty-four twenty. that's for sure. Right. Right. In any way. Now, you know, maybe for Twitter He does board, want the company say, very much. And even yet, though you've got a great case, is it 100%? No, it never is. And so maybe you take a price cut. I don't he, know. He has a battle plan. He does. We just don't know what he's, it is. He's, believe me, he knows, you know, somehow you think he's like, oh, sort of no, no, takeover stuff. He knows exactly what he's doing. And, if, if, and the way that he threw that in there was in, indicative of that. David, are the brokerage firms it. that hungry for fees that they're willing to risk this one? Risk what? What you see? The collateral is the stock, right? You no, know, on the on the debt financing, it's the cash flow of the acquired company. But there, is there's no that, there's no margin loan there anymore. There isn't that. <laughs> yeah, so isn't that much cash flow. Yeah, there is. There's enough, enough? to support 13 billion in debt. It's not an enormous okay. amount of debt All given right. the cash flow. That's good. We'll see. All right, you want to talk JetBlue? They did. Me. That Nobody they, takes them seriously, well, yeah, except because maybe a little bit more. There's a, couple, there's a thing called the Justice Department. Here, now, well, they may not be, be that active them, on other things. They have a divestiture commitment now. They say we uh, offer a remedy package <laughs> that uh, contemplates the divestiture of all spirit assets located in New York and Boston. So as a result of the transaction, JetBlue won't increase its presence in the airports covered by the Northeast Alliance. Is that going to be enough to... Make spirits say, okay, we're going to go with you. I think Jonathan Canner, who runs the antitrust department for justice, has been itching to try to stop a non-competitive deal. And this would be the one that he can say, listen, we're going to review this. Uh, and uh, review could take a little while. Yeah. Uh, what, what one person put, uh, said to me who's followed it closely, it's a glimmer, glimmer of hope. Glimmer. It's a glimmer. I like that. It's a glimmer, folks. Yeah, it's, glimmer. I think it sums it up. But it up. does put pressure on Spirit, which is, you know, going to sort of review both sides here, the Frontier deal and yeah. the JetBlue deal. A glimmer of hope. In so the meantime, you David. Know what? It's the first time we've ever said anything positive about this. No, that's this. true. There could be. I mean, look, they could go down to the Justice Department just and say, look, we, yeah. what do we do? That's right. different. I think that that is, Jonathan Cantor will say, there's nothing you can do. Or he said, listen, you've got to get out of, you know, no Florida, has to be tremendous Florida competition. You got to find someone that it can't be a straw man to buy Jet Blues or some or right. Spirits right. Florida Roots. Like you got to give the Florida Roots to uh, to Delta. I mean, that's what he's going to have to do. Get this deal done. Real competition. Now, David. Yeah. In the meantime, there me. is a real semiconductor rally. Though, okay, tell me. Uh, based on absolutely nothing. <laughs> like our show. Like the show. Um, what? It, what do you? What names are you thinking of when you say real semiconductor? Rally? Nvidia. Okay. Nvidia is having a nice rally. It's yes. Still down 43 percent for the year. Uh, when I met with Lisa Sue two weeks ago, and she, uh, you know, stuck by and then even raised numbers, I thought that that might help the stock, but it hasn't helped the stock at all. And yet today, it's kind of like people realize, wait a second. Maybe there's something going on there. I had Cristiano among. I know you know Cristiano. I do. Uh, and Cri- Cristiano said that he's going to make the numbers, and yet people cut the numbers today. He is very confident. Now, this stock is up three. Uh, it sells at nine times earnings. Uh, but Qualcomm is considered to be a handset company. Well, what's it going to sell like in a recession? Well, what's it going to sell like if China opens up? It's recession versus open up. Mm-hmm. If it opens up, Qualcomm goes up 50. 
If it has a recession, I think the stock goes down 10. That's a very good risk reward. Well, China could open up and we could have a recession. No. No? No, because China's integral to our economy is growing. So you believe if China opens up, the chances of us having a recession are lessened? Are lessened, absolutely. Oh, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that there's whole industries that have, that, like the auto industry, there's still tremendous demand for the autos, but they can't make a lot of cars. Interesting story in the journal, by the way, on GM versus Ford and that competition when it comes to electric vehicles, the different routes that your friend Mr. Farley and uh, Mary Barra have taken. I actually am friendly with Mary Barra, too, so I resent that. Sorry, you're, you're two friends. Yes. You're more of a Farley fan. Come on. Well, I talk to Mary, Ms. Barra, a lot. She's yes. fantastic. Okay. And my uh, wife test-drived the Hummer ah. and said it was fantastic. An electric the electric Hummer. Hummer. And there's a Hummer SUV coming out that she intends to get in fall. Isn't the Hummer already an SUV? No, it's actually, there's a big, there's a big one and a small one. Oh. She, said she felt it hard to park, even though it parks. She said everyone, it turned everybody's heads, and she felt like a queen. Any of this put any pressure on Tesla over the longer term, or not really? Well, I they're mean, so like, dominant look, that you know, Jim Farley wants to get, get up to 500,000 mean, pretty quickly. If he scales up to 500,000, I don't think that, that Tesla will sell as many in this country. Remember, he's pickup, though. He's and we're still waiting lightning. the Tesla pickup. Apparently, will light up your house too. That's what I see on Twitter. It do, Everybody yeah. using this thing. Oh to no, like no, no! This power is all sorts this of is stuff. the hottest truck in the world. Okay, it, they're all sold out. The problem is, like, let's say you want to get a Maverick, which is a mini truck that I have to get you 44 miles a gallon. There's three days supply of Mavericks. Now there is a warranty issue that Ford's had a lot of warranty problems that GM has not had. But GM has, remember, multiple lines of electric. And Ford is going for narrow line, and a lot. Of, so that's the issue, David. Is GM's uh, big eleven hats worth of trucks? A be, I mean, a car is better than Ford, which is really focused. I don't mean the focus. I mean, are they focused? <laughs> Meantime, David, does Lucid make it? Does Fo- that's does Ford Fisker focused. make it? I think I'm. I think Ford I'm focused. renting one of those in the UK. Yeah, that's going to be great. When's you going to go in the UK? Next week. Yeah. Why am I the only person here no matter what? I don't know. Why am I the furniture? I don't know. I'm a Castro convertible. You I just are. want to mention Castro's. Why? I don't know. Like Castro first, convertible? My first Murphy bed was a Castro. That's great. I'm, I'm sure our viewers are just fascinated by that. Well, I, oh, David, come on. Give me a break. What time is your dock on? <laughs> 8 o'clock tomorrow. You got to come on the show tonight. I will. I'm going to come on Mad Money tonight. You'll come on Mad Money tonight? I will come on Mad Money tonight. Oh, man. Will you bring clips? Sure, I will bring clips. Okay. And I'll bring snacks. Maybe Pop-Tarts, Cheez-Its, cheese Oh, my God. We have to have a giant. I'm going to do Kellogg tonight. I have to. Which is that, like, you separate the the toxic from the non-toxic, and everybody's happy. It's true, because everybody knows, uh, yeah, Frosted Flakes are really good for you. Do you think Cheez-Its are better or worse than cheese balls? Oh, look. There's a big picture of me on your show. That is. My God. Okay. (laughs) Look at that. Did I tell you that my wife doesn't like cheese balls or baconators? <laughs> and she really wanted to make this, you know, wanted to make that clear. <laughs> David? You're setting up for another John Oliver segment on cheese balls. All right. It's a reminder, by the way, right here, that you can still get in on the CNBC Investing Club. Oh, gym. You, you can David. sign up. You can find out more, of course, cnbc.com slash join the club. Or point your phone at the QR code on the screen. You'll go right there. All right. Before we uh, head to break, let's give you a quick update. On the bond market, we hit 3.5 last week, barely, almost very close to 3.5 in the 10-year. But you can see we have backed off 
a bit uh, at 3283 on the 10-year yield, two-year at 3190, no longer at parity. We'll be right back. I'd like to think that you are going to do ExxonMobil for stop trading because of the dock tomorrow well, night, or I'm going to be on Mad Money. Credit Suisse. And the stock's up over 5% this morning. There's a fantastic piece this morning. Investing for growth, upgrade to outperform Credit Suisse. Refining is going to be the upside. But Dave, what I thought was most interesting was that debt is going to be lowered by $17 billion, which tells me that the cash flow here is humongous. So if that's the case, why don't they just do what we like, which is to become the leader in carbon capture? Or are they? Well, they're amongst the leaders, but, you know, it, they're still taking incremental steps. And if there's a price on carbon that is higher than it currently is in terms of getting uh, paid for it in a way, uh, they may do that. But you do wonder, when they have that much money coming in, could they be bolder? And that's an important well, question. I, I think that if I am the president or a, a Secretary Grant on meets this week, I would say, you have, listen, we're coming after you. You make way too much money. The American people are angry. Coming after oh, okay. them, but not, I mean, Apple oh, no, makes an enormous amount of no, money. No, margins, the, that's not right. Without a doubt, I'm against what I just said. I Understood. That's, you know, these makes guys, fortunately, I mean, if they remember the oil was at a negative price yeah, negative and they lost seven. fortunes. Yeah. So, I mean, they are very much in tune with capitalism. Sometimes they win big and sometimes they lose big. And when they win big, if you tax them, then what will happen is, David, they'll just say the hell with it. We're not going to do anything in this country. We can go to another country. What do you got on uh, Mad tonight? I got this guy Faber. He's coming on. It's a documentary uh, that he's doing. And then Richard Kramer. So I've got the whole show, Faber and Kramer. Might as well have I have Squawk on the Street. It's Faber and Kramer. Faber and Kramer. That Kramer is spelled with a K. Yes. Now, I don't know Richard, if he'll be talking about levels. Richard, I was not happy with the last quarter because the operating cash flow was so bad. Take a look at the stocks. had a major hit. But they did merge with Cooper, and they've got a lot of debt. It sells at five times earnings. It's kind of an interesting story down here at 11 bucks, as there are many stories where stocks that have been cut in half, this one more than cut in half, have to be looked at just because they're just so far down. I urge people to stay open-minded. Okay. I'll see you later. Absolutely. Yeah. You coming to the hood? you damn right I am. Holy cow. Yeah, I'll be in New Jersey. All right. We're continuing to stay on top of this morning's rally. Keep it right here. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.